Today's guest is somebody who has been able to utilise the power of the internet and it's allowed her to work in over 20 different countries. She also has an app and has built her business to over six figures and um, increased her business massively in, in many ways. And so I'm so excited to bring Crystal Kelly on to the Equine Business Podcast today so that she can share some of her insights. So are you ready for a gem? We're going to dive in. Now, before we get into the nitty gritty of today's podcast, I just want to welcome you to the podcast. My name is Jenny Bush, also known as the Equine Business Assistant, and I've been helping equine businesses to harness the power of the internet and to grow successful, stable equine businesses since 2018. And you can find out more about how I work as a business coach at JennyBush.com. Okay, that's enough said. Let's get into it. So welcome, Crystal, to our the Equine Business Podcast today. I'm so excited that you are here. So for everybody that's yeah, joining us, can you just give us a little um, idea of who you are and what it is that you do? Yeah. So my name's Coach Crystal Kelly. Uh, I do all my coaching nowadays, like virtually, <laughs> which is quite cool. It wasn't something I would have thought about a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah, I always worked professionally as a coach. I am the only certified FEI level two coach from the UK, Canada, USA, basically all English speaking countries. I have the highest level. Um, so yeah, I, I was a show jumping uh, rider, trainer and coach. And now I've kind of shifted into, I have an app where I coach my clients with the app. Um, and then I also have a lot of virtual coaching programs that I offer. So, yeah. Yeah. And I was so excited to have you here because what I wanted to, uh, what I spend a lot of time doing and what I wanted to um, help my clients with is how actually we can use the internet and all the things that are our, our disposal these days and still build a really good equine business because a lot of us feel like we're very stuck to the, the local business model. So, like, how did you? yeah discover like that you could actually yeah coach I mean you've been in sort of 20 countries <laughs> like, that you could actually do this virtually like how did that happen for you um to be honest if you would have asked me a couple of years ago I would have said that doesn't work <laughs> right I, you know because I was being flown I mean I was working with show jumpers these are elite horses these are billionaires I was working for shakes kings like literally kings uh these are people with money they're flying me to their country to coach them, train their horses, staff, you know, that's what I was doing. So obviously, you know, to go from that and to it only being kind of exclusive to those, um, let's say private clubs, because, you know, billionaires, it is exclusive clubs. So yeah. they have clients and students that I was working with, but again, it's very limited because it's the people who are invited to those clubs. Um, and so when the whole topic of virtual coaching came to be, I did have my doubts because you know, they were paying to fly me to their country. Obviously, they valued an in-person coach, an in-person trainer. Like if it was that easy to go virtual, wouldn't everyone do it? You know, kind of a thing. Um, and so it just didn't really occur to me. And also in the sense of, you know, with coaching, you know, there's this kind of, I think, fear from both sides, from the coach and from the client's perspective of, well, no, but I, but I need someone in the arena with me. You know, uh, there's that kind of fear around that. 
And what I found is actually not only is that so not true, like it's so old school now. Uh, now I'm in a position where, you know, obviously I'm coaching all of my clients virtually, but even myself with my own writing goals, like why wouldn't I contact these people I want to train with and send them a video? Like it's just so valuable to have somebody look at a video of me and then I can see exactly what they're talking about. You know, um, I can with my clients, like I could get so technical especially with the jumping, you know, it happens in a fraction of a second in real time as a coach, if you're not a very good coach, especially in the show jumping world, you know, the moment of them going over the jump is a half of a second. So you have to catch what the rider is doing, what the horse is doing. There's so many things that you have to develop your eye for. And a lot of coaches haven't been able to develop that because it's not easy. Um, But with a video, guess what? I can slow it down. I can zoom in. I can draw arrows and diagrams and circle and like pinpoint exactly every single moment over that jump. What's happening with the horse, with the rider. They can see it. There is no question. There's no debate. It wasn't, oh, crap, I missed it. You know, can you jump again, please? I totally missed it. I was thinking about the weather. (laughs) Like, no, uh, I can get super technical. So actually, it's just been like a complete game changer. To be honest, now it's like I couldn't even go back almost, (laughs) you know, like once you've done it um, and my clients are the same, like once they've experienced it, they actually kind of complain about in-person lessons, obviously not with me, but they kind of complain about in-person lessons now because they feel like they're not really able to progress or fully understand or take out of the lesson as much as they can from you know, kind of what we're doing with a virtual thing. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I often say to people, like a lot of, especially with riding, 90% of it's in your head and what you're thinking and you're feeling and you're seeing and, 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 and it's what bit. you feel and what the coach sees are yeah. two very different things. Um, yeah. so in your brain, I'm like, I'm a Grand Prix rider at the moment. Like this must look amazing. <laughs> right. I look, I look perfect. But then, you know, from the coach, it's like, like, no, <laughs> I need yeah. you to, you know, lean back more. I need you to do, more like you're not there yet <laughs> yeah I've been to, um my coach that sent me there to put my neck back and i'm like but it, what it is and yeah you can't but when you can actually see it and you can see what they're saying you can see what you do I, yeah i can imagine that that is a super super valuable tool so like yeah i i love that you've been able to embrace it and a lot of people that i work with are like oh no it's not really the done thing and it's not really yeah, anything that would work for them like what would you say like or is there anything that you do differently now um in the sense of like my mindset or in what way like just yeah if you were to yeah, go back and then yeah, back to them like would you have embraced it quicker oh my god you know what i wish i would have known about this when i first left the usa uh, to work internationally with horses, uh, high level show jumping horses. I was working basically with only Olympians and Grand Prix show jumping horses uh, from when I was 21 years old until basically now. Uh, That was a while ago, by the way. I left the US uh, 13 years ago. And I wish somebody would have told me like, Crystal, video what you're doing, you know, document what you're doing. Um, You know, even just for my own personal records, you know, at some point, I did start developing my own uh, curriculum and all this stuff, but I wish so badly I would have known about this online thing then because I was doing so much stuff. I mean, my gosh, if I would have just posted videos on YouTube, (laughs) even if it was just my journey, like that would be 13 years worth of videos I would have right now that I'm sitting on. Uh, And I didn't do that. Nobody told me that that was a thing. So yeah, I kind of am kicking myself like, man, I wish I would have known then what I know now 
because that would have been 13 years I didn't kind of throw away. I mean, yes, I learned a lot, but it was kind of selfish learning because it was a lot of knowledge for me and I couldn't really share it so much with anyone or I could share it with, you know, the people who were taking in-person lessons. But as an in-person coach, guess what? I only have 24 hours in a day. I have to sleep for some of them. (laughs) I can only give so many in-person lessons. Even if I'm the best coach on the planet, I still only have 24 hours. But when the virtual thing came, it's like all of this knowledge that I've built over all the years, I I don't just get to share it with one person in a one-hour session. I can now share with tens of thousands of equestrians um, in the same hour. (laughs) you know so like it's just spreading the information that much more um and it's not just about you know me and and one person anymore it's now kind of helping a larger amount of people so yeah and so when you said like you're like you wish you'd have shown up on video more sooner like did you have any hang-ups because I've just got off um like recording a podcast episode all about actually showing up on video and having confidence like did you struggle with that at all like actually going I'm going to do video um you know, I guess because I am a show jumper and obviously I'm I'm an A player, like I'm a competitive personality. I don't I'm not a 99 percent person like I do stuff a thousand percent. So I think because I'm so competitive and I'm used to being in the sh- uh, show ring or competition ring, you know, I never really have a problem. I don't like the way I look. I think my voice sounds stupid. You know, like everyone who messages me, they do my app. My app is guided audio running lessons. I can't tell you for how many years I thought my voice is so stupid. No one's going to listen to me like with their eyes closed. If they can't see my face talking, my voice is so annoying. Um, And so it held me back for so many years. And guess what? I launched my app and people were actually messaging me like, oh, my God, I love the sound of her voice. It's so calming. She's so good. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, why did you tell me that? You know? before so yeah when it comes to like videos or even like what you're doing with podcasting I hated the sound of my voice I wouldn't have started a podcast 13 years ago because I I thought no one would listen to me (laughs) right um but you know what all of that was just in my head and once you start actually doing it you find that the people who resonate with you like they're gonna find you and they're gonna be so um in love with what you're saying or what you're doing that it doesn't matter if you think you look nice. You don't look nice. I mean, I make weird facial expressions. I can't control what my face does. <laughs> right? uh, but, you know, whatever. If it's on video and I'm like, uh, you know, making funny faces. Oh, well, <laughs> that's my personality. I can't really stop that if the video catches it. <laughs> yeah, as as the, you, yeah, it's just about people have to get gel with you and they have to know if you're, yeah. And, and video does that as well. And it, yeah, so this is what you get. Like I often say, what you see is what you get. How you hear me is how I am. And if you don't like it. Yeah. Right, people. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Sort of showing up and sort of still giving giving your value. So, like, how do you feel like as your business has grown and like you said to me, like you've managed to actually sort of really increase your business over the last year? Like, what strategies and tactics like have you been able to do in order to increase that growth that you feel like you wouldn't have been able to have done in a traditional sort of business model? You know, I think probably what separates me from maybe 99% of businesses which fail, because let's face it, most businesses fail. Um, I think one of the biggest things is some people, they kind of do it as a side thing. They're kind of like, oh, I'm going to try it and see if it works. Me, it was like, I'm doing this all a thousand percent, like I'm in it. 
or I'm not going to do it at all. Um, either I'm going to be there a thousand percent, not just for me, but for my clients. Yeah, the people who are sending me video, I mean, I can't tell you, okay, I have to have a little bit of boundaries now. They would send me something at 3 a.m. and I would answer it. Uh, you know, now I have a little bit of boundaries, like my phone's on, do not disturb or whatever when I'm sleeping. Um, but, you know, I'm still like, they, they compliment me all the time. Like, oh my gosh, I send you a video and like the next day I get a reply. You know, they go out, they send me a video that morning and like by the evening, they already have the feedback most of the time. So they're like, man, I could already implement what she told me. And then they're just like on it, you know? So I think you have to be a hundred percent committed. You can't do it like, oh, I'm just going to do it on the side. I'm just going to see, maybe I can accidentally make some money. Like, no, because your customers are going to feel that too. They're going to feel that you're not in it. Uh, I think horses are the same. A horse knows when you're riding them, if you're in it or not. They know if you're serious or not. They know if you, if they have your number or not, like horses are smart. People but no, you get on, you can see it, can't you, with a rider. The minute they get on, from the minute they walk away from the mountain block or wherever they've got on, you know, straight away, are they are they on are they on today or are they not? Yeah, because otherwise exactly. they'll do all away or they'll get on the horse and they'll be like, come on, we've got this. And so, yeah, I'm almost, yeah, thinking as you were saying that it's like trying to run a business with, as if you were riding a horse with your foot, with, like with one foot in the stirrup and just going, come on then, let's go. It's like, yeah, well, you're more so people. There's so many people, like, you know, how many people, they call themselves professional coaches or instructors or whatever. How many of them actually have serious goals, which they're working on? How many of them, I've, I speak on the phone all the time to equestrians. Obviously they send me their application, their writing videos. If they qualify, you know, we jump on a call, they sign up for some of my coaching programs. Uh, it's a very in-person thing that I'm doing. Uh, but you know, they're sending me videos. I'm on the phone with them. Like I'm talking to them. I'm hearing their stories. You know, I'm not some stranger danger on the internet. And I can't tell you how many times Someone will tell me like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a professional instructor. I have students um, in show jumping. And I'm like, great. What are your goals? And they're like, well, I don't I don't know. Jump two foot three. I'm like, what? That's your goal. Like a cow can jump three foot six. <laughs> like that's not a goal. OK, if you want, you know, they're telling me they want to be a show jumping coach, but they're only their goal is to jump two foot three. That's not serving a yourself but it's not serving your students either. What if you have one student, heaven forbid, like me when I was a kid, my goal when I was a kid was to jump Grand Prix. That was my goal. And guess what? I had that instructor that had never been to Grand Prix, had no interest in going to Grand Prix, couldn't provide me the horses, couldn't provide me this, couldn't provide me that. And, you know, sure, I was like the most talented kid in my barn, but still the most talented kid in the barn, I was jumping three foot three, something like that. Do you know, I was very limited because my instructor didn't have goals, didn't have um, an interest in bettering themselves. So I had to align myself with people who are interested in bettering themselves, you know, and, and that's how I've always kind of been. You know, I am that person that I'm not going to tell you to have a big goal if I am myself a small goal thinking person. It doesn't make sense. You know, so I, I need to as an instructor, as a coach. I need to have my own goals. I need to be doing stuff with my life. And it's the same with my business. I'm not going to just have some small goal like, oh, I want to make $2,000 a month. That's not a goal. That's like a paycheck. I could I could probably get that at McDonald's. Okay. Yeah. Um, why have a business and have a goal of $2,000 a month? It doesn't make any sense. If you're going to have a goal, have a goal that pushes you to become that person worthy of achieving that goal. Whether it's a Grand Prix rider, whether it's, you know, make a million dollars. Like, I don't know what your goal is, but that goal, that's just a little bit uncomfortable that pushes you to be that better person. 
Yeah, and that's I can say to people, yeah, if you don't feel a bit sick <laughs> this idea yeah. just, you know, yeah. oh my gosh yeah it yeah there's probably yeah we're probably playing you don't question your sanity your goal's not big enough <laughs> yeah, and it's what i do i do something with my clients so we call it we call it walking the course and I, and i actually lead them through like a visualization let's get you let's see where you could get be picture yourself there so that actually they can start to be that person because I, I find it yeah sometimes it's hard as well especially when you've got those goals that scare you like what do you feel like you were able to do in order to, to do that uh so yeah first of all have a goal have a goal that scares you a little bit um have a goal but then also you need to take it seriously just writing it on a piece of paper and then putting it in a drawer that does nothing I can't tell you how many times, again, I'm on the phone with people. They have the chance, the opportunity. I know if they join my coaching program, their life is going to change forever. I know. I've had it happen so many times. They say yes, their life changes forever um, in so many aspects, not just horse riding, because horse riding solves so many things for us, emotional, spiritual, everything. Um, and I'm on the phone with them, and there's that moment. And the people, there are some people on this planet, and they say no to themselves, right? They say no to chasing their dreams. They say no to... You know, there's some kind of fear. There's a hesitation. They don't want to spend the money. They don't want to spend the time. Like whatever their reason is, right? But they say no to themselves. And guess what? Those people, a year later, they're still exactly where they were when they talked to me, right? But the people who say yes to themselves, to their goals, it doesn't matter, you know, you know, there's always going to be an excuse or a reason not to do something. Oh, it's expensive. Oh, it's too hard. Oh, I think the great things in life are not easy. Okay, I think the great things in life, the truly great things that I've done and seen in my life, they weren't easy. Nobody else got to do those cool things. It was because I worked hard for it. I took the chance on myself. I bought that flight. I like whatever it is. I signed up for the thing, you know, whatever it is. It was scary. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for that. But I did it. And I said, yes. And guess what? I've never once regretted it ever. Uh, sure. Not everything that I've invested in paid off okay time money whatever but i still learned something from it yeah um so i would never say i regret doing that um but yeah i can't tell you how many people they kind of are wishy-washy about their goal and then they're wishy-washy about committing to it when that opportunity arises you know whether they're on the phone with you on the phone with me if you have an opportunity say yes to yourself like take that opportunity um and don't just say yes and then not do it it's kind of like saying, I want a six-pack, but I don't want to do sit-ups. Like, well, how are you going to get a six-pack? <laughs> I've never heard of somebody getting a six-pack and eating cake all the time, right? You have to do the sit-ups, I guess, <laughs> right? You have to do the work, right? Um, but that means you have to say yes, and then you have to do it. Yeah, follow that plan, follow that system, whether it's, you know, a coaching program with me, whether it's a business mastermind, like whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. If you've got yeah, if you've got those opportunities, like sometimes yeah, you have to say yes. And I was talking to somebody yeah, actually. Sometimes even the smallest investment can really pay off if you yeah, if you choose in the right way. And you actually my app, it. my app, it's twenty seven dollars a month. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I've never in my life have you heard of getting lessons? I charge in person two hundred euros for a lesson. Uh, that's not even like an hour. It's when I say the lesson is done, which maybe it's thirty minutes. Who knows? But you know, two hundred dollars a lesson for an in person coach with a high level coach. And you can get that for $27 a month, unlimited lessons. Like if you ride four times a week, oh my God, it's almost sick like for me to offer it so cheap. Uh, but I can't tell you, you know, when you shift into the online thing, you'll get those whiners, those complaining, oh, what do you mean it's not free? 
oh, what do you mean it costs money? Like, yeah. I've never yeah. heard of a free writing lesson, and if it is, it's not a good one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, things cost money. Things cost time. Yeah. Things cost energy. Things cost commitment. It's that exchange as well, isn't it? It's like you you value it more if you put something into it. If you, yeah, whether that's an exchange of money or an exchange of yeah, your time, you've got to actually do that. But then you've also got to show up for it. Exactly. If twenty seven dollars a month, if you're that you know in that financial situation, because let's let's admit there's some people in third world countries twenty seven a month that might be a lot for them. But guess what? Those people that that's a lot for them, and they commit to it. Wow, the life that they can live. Right. Yeah. If ten thousand dollars a month is a lot for you, but you can kind of do it and you know who you are. Right. Uh, if that's a lot for you, but you can kind of do it. Right. Maybe it makes you a little uncomfortable. But if that's what you need to do, because that's the level that you're playing at, then do it. Yeah. Sometimes it, it has to be at that level that's kind of like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to show up for this. And Oh, yeah. yeah. Level, when it right? hurts. We're yeah. gonna do it. <laughs> if it hurts, just a little bit. <laughs> people can buy for seven pound, and a lot of the time they don't even like do it because it's like so cheap. Yeah. But actually, the people that work with me at three thousand pounds, they're like, I am gonna show up, and I'm gonna give it my all because I'm. I'm it's the same with me. I started when I started virtual. I was the same. You know, I made my some of my stuff cheap. I tried like cheap online courses. Oh, let's try a webinar. Oh, let's try this cheap stuff because I didn't know how the internet thing worked. Um, yeah. So I tried that and. I had more death threat emails selling $5 things. And then when I bumped my prices up um, to those prices that actually, I can actually uh, spend the time that I need to with those clients. You know, as I said, okay, at 3 a.m. My phone's on do not disturb anymore, <laughs> but still I'm there for them. Like I know them by name. I know their horses. I know everything about them. I've never met an instructor on this planet for $50 an hour that can tell you as much as I can tell you about my clients that I've never met in person. Um, so I started charging more and guess what? I get better customers. I get better clients. They're happy to pay it because they get so much out of it. They're, I mean, honestly, their lives change, you know, yeah. it, and it's a difference between a $5 book. I've never seen somebody change their life with a $5 book. You might get some good ideas, good info, it might spark an idea to try something new, but it's not going to change your life. Half of it you're going to forget. Do you remember what you read five years from now, word for word? Like, I don't. <laughs> uh, I've read some good books, but five years, I probably would have to read the same book again because I don't remember half of it, right? Um, but, yeah, you know, when you kind of commit and, I mean, it's a little bit painful, uh, chances are you're going to do it. <laughs> Yeah, and sometimes yeah, we all need that kick in order to often like put the leg on. So often, if you've got what you need, you just need something that's going to make you put your leg on and ride forward rather than stop going. Oh, I'm scared. Yeah, it's not working. It's not working. It's like, you're I not think working. it works. You know, um, for in-person lessons as well. You know, I just said, um, you know, if you wanted a lesson with me in person, okay, fine, two hundred euros. Um, to be honest, I don't really, I don't even advertise that. I don't offer it. I would make it really hard for you to even book it. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, at some point in my life, you know, I was that person because I worked in over 20 countries with horses. I was that person that in India, you know, you can't charge in India for a lesson what you can charge in the U.S. So I was that person that my lessons, they weren't that expensive. I was on a, like a monthly salary, so I didn't mind so much. But, you know, they weren't charging very much money for the lessons. Um, but the thing is, there's a lot of people, even in the U.S., that they're really underselling themselves, even if it's a lesson. And what I realized was you have to value what you do. You have to value yourself and then charge them for it. Yeah. 
you know, and if you want to go from a $50 an hour writing instructor to a 200 euro an hour writing instructor, well, what quality are you bringing to the table? You know, if you come to my stables, you know, you're going to ride my nicest show jumping horse. Uh, you have a coffee waiting for you before or after you ride. I'm chit-chatting with you. I'm getting to know your goals. I'm building out like a training plan with you. I'm saying, okay, this is what we need to do to get you to your whatever competition goal or whatever it is, right? So I'm kind of giving that extra mile for that, let's say, number value. Um, But, you know, there's a lot of people that you could be doing more. And maybe doing more is educating yourself. You know, maybe you're not able to give a 200 euro an hour lesson because you haven't educated yourself and you don't know what 200 euro an hour lesson people want (laughs) or, or how to build their training plan or how to build their, whatever it is, you know, that kind of stuff, what kind of quality horses that they are looking to ride, what kind of uh, facilities, what kind of services can you offer extra that just makes it that much more like, wow, you know, but anyone can develop the skills. Anyone can become that person that's more valuable. Um, and it's not by increasing your hours. <laughs> it's not, oh, I need 200 euros. Let me do 15 lessons to get there. No. How can I get there in less amount of time, but like really impact people? Yeah. yeah. And, and that's there, are always those, there are always those people that can afford it. And I've had this, especially in the UK, there's kind of like that north-south divide where people, where some of the instructors up north will up and go, oh, but I can't charge that. You can charge that down where you are, Jenny, because you're near London and people have got more. But right. I can't charge that up where I am. And so, so, like, do you feel like that's something that actually is, is just rubbish? And they actually, if they work hard on it, they can actually demand the amount that they deserve. Uh, I worked in India. I worked in Egypt. I worked in third world countries. And guess what? They have the money. They pay the money. Not everyone, okay? But those people can't afford horse riding. Period. They're not your customers, anyways. But the people who have the money, they'll spend the money. And actually, they respect you more. You know, when I was, and this was when I was early 20s, I was 21 when I left the U.S. So when I was 22, 23, I was working in some tough countries and I didn't value myself. I was learning how to value myself, but I didn't quite value myself yet. And I paid for it. Man, I paid for it. I had some really shitty things happen to me. So that was bad situations that I found myself in because I didn't value my uh, quality of my worth. And it wasn't until through some of those really bad things that happened to me that I realized like, what are you doing, Crystal? Like charge them, (laughs) right? Become more valuable. And guess what? As soon as I did that one day, I just kind of decided like, this is how much I cost. This is how much I'm worth. Uh, it was just a random number. I don't know where I got that number from, but I just decided. And in my brain, I was like, no one in India is going to pay that. But I was like, nope, that's it. If they want me, otherwise I'm leaving this country. There's 192 more where that came from, (laughs) right? Otherwise I'm leaving this country forever. Um, And then, you know, what's so funny. I put that number in my brain, not like one or two days later, I got a phone call from somebody. I was in between jobs. I got a phone call. They knew that an American coach, a really good coach was in India. They somehow got my number. They called me and guess what? They offered me a job at exactly that number I decided two days before. Right. Um, so it works. And then after that, I, I never, ever, ever got offered a job ever for less than that. That was my default, you know, yeah. so I realized at some point I needed to charge even more than that. But, you know, that was the number that at 22 years old sounded really good. And I was like, totally happy with that. <laughs> uh, you know, so, yeah, you put that number out there like they'll pay. They'll find a way. 
Yeah, yeah, if, yeah, if people want it enough, they'll pay. And it's yes, yeah, so I say people are like, oh, they don't have enough money. So if their phone broke tomorrow, they'd find some money to go and get a new phone. Oh, yeah, exactly. Enough. And yeah, and it would be, oh, yeah, it wouldn't just be like a, a cheap little <laughs> old fashioned one. They'd be going yeah. and getting the iPhone. I told you right yeah. now, I have a $200,000 horse for sale. I'll sell it to you for 50000 I bet you, everyone watching, you'll find fifty thousand. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. right? that horse is worth two hundred thousand. Even if you just buy it from me and sell it, you just made one hundred and fifty thousand. You're gonna find that fifty thousand, right? Yeah. Even if it's not sitting in your bank account, you're gonna beg, borrow, and steal, but you're gonna find the money. So yeah, if they want it bad enough, they'll find a way. Yeah, they'll yeah. find a way uh, for sure. Yeah, and so like, would they? Like, if you were thinking about sort of every who's on the podcast that's listening, that's like got running a business like what would your advice be like what would your top tip be if they were like oh could I actually even consider shifting into something more online what would your advice be you know honestly like do what interests you and everyone always says that you don't have to do what I do please don't go on my website and say oh I'm gonna make a curriculum like no that's not how it works that's what I did because that's what I'm good at and I've been doing it my whole life I should be good at it um don't just you know see what other people are doing copy paste and then wonder why it's not working because it's not you you can make so many money uh, so so many money so many different opportunities to make money on the internet you can be an instagram influencer you can make youtube videos you can publish amazon books okay it's free to publish an amazon book okay so like there's so many things you can do you don't have to copy and paste what i'm doing what you're doing what anyone else you see on the internet is doing pick one thing just one Okay, and figure out what that thing is that you could do consistently that you really enjoy doing. If you like writing, write books. If you love posting on Instagram, charge for that, right? Get some sponsors, get some whatever, build up your following, you know, get money for Instagram. Like, okay, figure out what it is that you enjoy doing that you could do forever. Okay, maybe you don't do it forever, but you better intend to, (laughs) right? Because you want to have business for a long time, I suppose. So what can you do? Even if it's something small, like posting one Instagram picture a day, you're telling me if you're already posting for free on Instagram, you're telling me you can't post on Instagram and get some money out of it. Of course you can. Right. You might just have to put in that little tiny bit extra effort. Okay, reach out to some businesses, give shout outs, like do whatever it is you got to do. But anyone can implement some kind of online income stream, even if, you know, your goal is not I want to make a million dollars with my income income of online products, maybe a couple hundred bucks a month is already enough, right? To kind of give you that freedom to do whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Get a coach of your own, do whatever it is that you want to do, like have a vacation. I don't know, but not everyone needs, you know, big numbers online. Keep doing what you're doing. And if you added an extra 500 bucks a month to your income, wouldn't that, I mean, it's not nothing. (laughs) I remember a time in my life for 500 bucks a month, like, man, that makes a difference. Yeah, makes yeah. a massive difference. Feeds the horses and takes off a bit of worry yeah, as well. It's yeah. yeah, and it's totally it's totally possible in the equine industry, isn't it? It's like I said, there's there's so much. Yeah, if we focus on what we're gifted at, and I often even say this, even with riding coaches, it's like, you know, find your thing. Like even in yeah, you're not just a riding coach. Like I mean, I, I coach riding, but I'm very specific. I coach kids. I don't mm-hmm. ever want to teach adults and I know exactly where my level is so as soon as I get to that level I'm like no go find someone else now right. and see I'm that person that I teach ad- adults yeah. 
that's what comes to me. Uh, I teach mostly amateur adults who have obviously show jumping goals. Like they want to ride in Europe or they want to, you know, do stuff. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm that person. Like they would start with you. I'm super happy with that because I don't have to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm super <laughs> happy with that level to go. No, that's my, that's my bit. And I've never yeah. wanted to get, I don't, if an adult comes to me, I'm, I'm like, I can coach you in business, but I don't want to teach you to ride. <laughs> and I think it's really important find that thing own it be the go-to for that thing that you do and and yeah and yeah yeah, so it can be any anyway so thank you so so much for joining joining me today so if somebody wanted to find more about you where would they need to go what would they need to do uh the best thing is just head over to my website from there you can try out my app the horse riding lessons app you can send me an email Honestly, uh, you can always submit an application, of course, if you want to kind of work with me and improve your writing goals. But yeah, honestly, just reach out to me. Like I'm pretty easy to find and pretty available. So <laughs> yeah. search for Coach Crystal Kelly and you should come up. And what I will yeah. do, I'll make sure that I put you all your links in the show notes so that if anybody wants to just go and check out the show notes now, you can go find, find out more. So sort of looking ahead to the, to the future, like what is your goals like for your business? Where do you, where do you see it going over the next sort of 20, uh, say, year or two years? Um. You know, and I mentioned this a few times, I am an A player. I'm cursed slash blessed with this always needing more. So I'm always trying to improve things. Um, I think for me, I will never say like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. Uh, so my goals are really just at the moment, I'm kind of growing. Um, you know, I think now I've already created my programs they're working i'm getting really good like all of my clients who work with me they're like getting crazy results so a lot of what i'm trying to do now is actually a bit more in person i'm i'm here in spain as you guys can see i have my own kind of private show jumping courses so yeah i want to bring some clients from the usa or the uk take them to competitions get them used to competing here in europe with the big boys uh kind of moving in that direction so yeah just kind of excited for doing both the virtual stuff, continuing that and growing it, but also doing some in-person stuff as well. Yeah, and that's the joy of the virtual stuff, isn't it? Because it frees you up to do that a little bit more because actually it can be be around those those You know, this this is my private yard. Like, this is my home. I don't have to have, you know, you're not going to find my stables on Google, (laughs) but I like that. You know, I don't have to worry about random people just coming up to my center. I can invite the people that I really love working with. Yeah. And it's like, I can really get to know you. I can match you with my horse. Like we can have such an amazing time at the competitions here in Spain. You know, they, they go from October until April. Like it's, you just get to party by the beach, show jump. I mean, who doesn't want a vacation like that? <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, like when you get to that point and you can kind of pick and choose who you're working with, like, it's just so much more uh, enjoyable. You know, I almost yeah, mean yeah. that. I, so I, I remember when I was really sort of deep in the trenches of working, yeah, with my yeah with the horses on a day to day basis. There were some days when people were like, "Oh, you like horses?" And I'm like, "I don't even know if I do right now." It's like, do do I like horses? I don't. I don't know. But it's a lot of us burnout. I think a yeah. lot of us do. I burnt out too. You know, I was working full time at these different show jumping stables, and these were high level horses. I mean, I was like so thankful to get to ride those horses every day but at the same time I just like you I was one day I was kind of like do I even like this anymore you know like it's so stressful it's so intense I'm breaking my bones for what you know like it was just very intense um and you you kind of start to lose that love for horses which is weird because we all love horses um but when you actually start kind of putting yourself 
into your business and focusing on the people that you enjoy working with and the things you enjoy doing, you're just so much happier. Your horses are happier. I mean, everything about you just radiates happy, (laughs) you know, and who doesn't want to work with a happy person? Exactly. And the horses, yeah, the horses want happy people too. So it's benefit all all around. So brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Coach Crystal Kelly. And um, I look forward to uh, speaking to you hopefully again in the future. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, have, have a good one, everyone. Take care.